Several years ago, I was speaking across the country on my book, Staying is the New Going. And that was a story about our neighborhood and sort of this greater story God had invited us into in that season. And it was thrilling to be able to talk to people about their local communities, about what was God doing there, about how they could stand in gaps and be part of initiatives happening in their communities, or frankly, just throw some backyard gatherings and invite their neighbors to gather. It was a thrilling time for me to be part of leaders' stories across the country. And I even got to travel across the country and sit with people in backyards and be in different communities and good parts of town and hard parts of town and deal with some of the pain points that people were actually wrestling with across the country. It was an incredible time. And I had this idea that I would actually host something in my city where people were asking a lot of questions. What could I do? What should I do? As summer was approaching, which really is neighboring season, I wanted to put a gathering together. And so I organized all of this content. I put it together in this. I had questions. I had lots of people interested in showing up. And when I launched this thing, I opened up the room and I waited and I waited and I waited and I only had two people show up the first time. The next week, the next session, I actually reduced that to zero. Zero people showed up. People were emailing me from across the country. People were reading my book. People were writing nice reviews on Amazon. And here I was sitting in an empty room with content and nobody to share that content with. I learned that just because there's interest doesn't mean that something's going to pan out. Ever failed in your life? I mean, maybe there's a capital F failure where you feel like you were completely toppled over, you were embarrassed, maybe even you were publicly shamed for that. Maybe there's a lowercase f failure. There was something that you really thought was going to work and you put your heart and mind into it like I did into this training process and just nobody ever showed up and there were crickets. I've learned from that failure. I've learned to plan differently now based on what I did and what I didn't do. And honestly, I'm all the wiser for it. And I'd like to think I'm all the more resilient for it as well. You guessed it today on this episode of Stay Forth Leadership Podcast for our Words to Live and Lead By series. We are talking about the F word, failure. Jonathan, talk to us a little bit about failure. I assume you have failed maybe once or twice in your life, and it's not just me. I haven't. I've never failed at anything. So this is a foreign concept. All right, episode <laughs> over. Thanks for showing up, guys. No, no failure. <laughs> Appreciate that, Jonathan. Failure is a failure is a big one, and I mean, I'm fully transparent. One of my biggest limiting beliefs has always been a fear of failure. Like I, I am one that my greatest strength is I invest fully into things I do, and I think most of the listening we care deeply for what we do, and it, for certain people it can be very hard to come to terms with this didn't work right. And failure just seems so catastrophic and takes you to such a negative place that in the last episode, we talked about change, that that fear of failure mindset can have unhealthy effects on your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God, your relationship with your spouse, your work, and can cause so many things to start to fall like dominoes that it's big. But one of the things that's really helped me work through that and I am a big quote person. I love quotes. And there's a few that I keep that are near and dear to my heart that have helped me through some tough times. And it's a quote by Thomas Edison. And he said, a reporter asked him, 
about what it felt like to invent, you know, the light bulb. And he goes, I never considered myself as failing as having failed. I just found 10,000 ways that didn't work first. Meaning every step of the way when he messed up, he didn't quit. He was like, this didn't work. This didn't work. And it was an opportunity to keep trying. There's a difference between true failure and perceived failure. The more and more I coach leaders, I think we have actually taken perceived failures, right? It's one of those times trying how light bulb wasn't going to work. And then eventually he hit it and created the incandescent light bulb that, of course, changed our world forever. And many times we are just three or four experiments down the road. It's a perceived failure. And in our shame, we feel swallowed by that. And we feel like, oh, that's it. I can't try it again. Let's take the example of me in this empty room. The truth was two people had showed up the week before and probably were busy that week. I'd planned it at a time that wasn't the best time. I hadn't promoted it in the best ways possible. I hadn't reached out to people via text who had asked me those questions. And I thought just because I spray this thing out, people are going to show up and be part of this. And in that perceived failure, I actually learned, and I'm so much wiser now at creating events than I was before. So really that while I was feeling this shame and I can't believe that this happened, nobody else knew that that was happening or they even felt that way. So it wasn't an actual real failure. And so I want to name the difference between perceived failure and actual failure in the meantime and to say, first of all, God's in it in both and your friends want to support you in both. You need community around us, but it's really helpful for us to be able to name that. And we actually want to push into that and not talk about one five years ago. We want to bring in what is happening right now. And so question one, we just want to ask you to reflect on this. What is one recent failure you need to learn from? What's one recent failure you need to learn from? Take some time to reflect on that. And we'll be back in a few.
think there's two reasons that we don't learn from our failure. Uh, the first is speed and the second is shame. Let me talk about speed first. If we are running so fast into the future, and frankly, if we're too busy, leaders talk a lot about being overwhelmed and having decision fatigue and so many things coming at them all the time. I never have enough time to do all the things I want to in a day. I can tell you, you're not going to learn from your failures. Learning requires slowing. Learning requires slowing. So if we're going to learn from our failures, we actually have to slow down. And the process of walking through my right setup journal each morning and each week is a chance to look back and go, yep, that didn't go as I had imagined. And it allows me the chance to get what we'll talk about is feedback of how it actually went and then feed forward how I'm going to do it differently. Speed. If you are running too fast, you simply don't have time and space to learn from that. And that's one of the reasons we're actually doing this summer series to leave time for you to reflect. So the first one is speed. The second reason people don't learn from failure is shame, is shame. Now, to use that simple example of me in an empty room, feeling like I'm impacting people across the country, and here I am in my own city, and I can't get people to show up to this thing, is that shame actually pushes us away from what we need to be learning. We feel so defeated by it. We try to avoid it. The best thing I probably could have done was gone and done a Facebook Live and answered people's questions and maybe actually use that, composted that failure and said, I've got an hour and a half here. Why don't I answer other people's questions and educate people about it? But instead, I sunk back. I felt like a victim and said, oh, man, I should never launch this class again in the future. Speed and shame are impacting the way that you, that I, that all of us handle our either our true failures or our perceived failures. You're running too fast to realize it, and the shame is pushing you away from actually composting that failure into the soil of the future. So first thing we're going to do is feedback. We're going to look back at that recent failure. How could you have done that differently. Reflect on that feedback to that recent failure. How could you have done that differently? Reflect on that and we'll meet you up ahead.
it can be challenging to look at failure. It's a big word. It's like the big F word and see what's the opportunity. What is the, the chance to learn something or the tool to adapt to the thing that we miss because we get so caught up in the shame and allowing that emotion to mask what's under the surface to become a fog that reduces our clarity. And we get so reactive. We want to run forward and run away from, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I want to get to the next thing. But part of feeding forward is adapting yourself for what do you do when a similar situation appears in the future? You may not experience the same exact situation, but something similar will happen in the future. It's life. We're moving forward. We can't control it. We can dig our heels in the sand, but we're going to move forward. We can either proactively move through life or we can dig our heels and reactively respond to everything that comes at us. And it's painful and miserable. So I want to leave you with a final thought. How to apply. You need to feed forward. When a similar situation comes up your way in the future, in your life, in your leadership, maybe it's loss, grief, something that is something that you may not handle well. When something similar comes your way in the future, how will you do this differently? I say it all the time, be honest with yourself. Think on that, and we'll see you up ahead. concept alone of feeding back and feeding forward, I watch change leaders. This is not your last chance. This may be your first rodeo, but this is not your last chance. Many times we're doing the best we can. We're doing the very best we can with the resources we have right now. At this time, guess what, friends, if you risk, if you try, if you push into the future, you will experience failure. The question is not whether you experience failure. The question is how you experience failure.
If you experience that as something that is just a normal part of life, then you get to learn from it. Again, I'm more resilient now than I was before. And I can look at it and go, okay, I'm sitting in an open room. Nobody has showed up at this. How do I take this time that I've prepared for this content that could be helpful and actually offer that as a gift to other people in the future? We don't want you to just feedback and here's what happened. You stay stuck, but turn your eyes to the future. And I want to walk you briefly through a tool as we end our time. And it's called the Innovation Triangle. I have never seen a leader enter coaching that did not want to innovate, that did not want to create a new future, do something different, because if they don't, they don't enter coaching. The challenge of every leader is that we need to be continually growing in three different directions. We need to be growing in diagnosing. So analyzing backward and looking, and that's the feedback piece of that and say, where have I come from? Where did I succeed Where did I fail here? And just to name what it is and look back. Again, we need to slow down and we need to push against that shame to just look back and be curious. The second area we need to continually be growing is inward. We need to be cultivating inward. Now, this is analyzing where we are right now, that self-awareness, where we are growing, where we need to grow. The inward cultivation of a leader is a gift to all leaders around them. And if we fail to look at our internal world, we are going to cause external chaos to other people. So again, we analyze backward, we cultivate inward, our inward self and heart and soul and where we experience pain and and where we experience joy and that paying attention to what we pay attention to phrase that we say a lot here. And that needs to propel us into the future to activate forward. And this is where most leaders live. And unfortunately, we obsess often about the future. We plan every little thing, but it doesn't do us much good if we don't diagnose what what has happened by analyzing backward. We don't cultivate this inward life of self-awareness and growth, the arrow pointing inward to us. And then we look forward. That's what we're trying to help you do. And friends, when you fail, uppercase F or lowercase F fail, know that number one, you're normal. Number two, you're risking and you're trying things. And number three, you have a serious opportunity for growth. And we just walked you through this progression. It's very, very simple. And that you could repeat, you could do that as a team. Maybe your organization launches something that doesn't work. Jonathan and I and our team at Stay Forth, we've launched plenty of things that have been crickets that we thought were going to be great and just didn't live up to the impact that we thought. And we look back, we learn from them, and then we are composting our future um, and or composting our past failures into some of our future success. And frankly, the ways that we can serve people in the best ways in the future are often coming from the ways we've fallen short in the past. Friends, If you fail, you are not a failure. And how we process failure is so key to our life and leadership. If we can intentionally look back, we can intentionally look inward, we can intentionally look forward and absolutely create a different future. These are the kind of topics we're going to continue to hit head on here in the words to live and lead by series. We will catch you next week, friends, we want to remind you get outside, enjoy, get into creation, get time with your family, leave space, not just during these episodes to reflect, but get outside, grab your journal, have some fun this summer, get out to the lake, 
get out on the trail, get out on your bike, or frankly, just go get some ice cream because that's what summer is all about. We'll catch you next week on the Stay Forth Leadership Podcast.